This week on Backyard Footy. Ultimately for me, when I'm talking to anybody about their future or their ideas about their career or whatever, it ultimately needs to come down to what you're not miserable doing. Like if yeah, you if yeah. you want to play soccer and you love soccer that much, then play it as long as you can. If you like if you've got it, right. do it. But there there comes a point which you see in nine out of ten players is they need to make money before they play soccer. And when the money doesn't come from soccer, then they lose soccer because they yeah. gotta spend their time doing yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you gotta figure out if you wanna spend your time being happy and possibly not making enough money or work on something that's gonna bring you money so then you can play soccer and not have to worry about the money part. We run the city. city. Welcome to the 18th episode of Backyard Footy with your host Hugh Roberts, where each episode I dive into the backgrounds, journeys, and experiences of professional athletes, former athletes, and anyone that's been involved with the game. Backyard Footy is brought to you by the BGN Network of Podcasts. That's bgn.fm on the internet. You can also follow them on Twitter at the BGNFM. I have a very special guest here with me and a brand new perspective that you guys have never heard before. Thomas Mayhew from George Mason University. I had the pleasure of going to college with him. We've kept in touch over the years, and it's just so happened that here we are two years later living in the same apartment complex, it's so it's great. good, homie. Love it. How's everything? Thank you for me. How are you enjoying yeah. Charlotte? I love it, man. It's uh, way nicer not having to figure out, like, how to get into the city, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're up in Nova and Mason, it's like, mm-hmm. you want to go to D.C., it's a chore. Like, right. it's a, All right. who, who are we going to stay with? How much is it going to cost to get there? But now, we can take a scooter, scooter right? in the city, bro. <laughs> like, that, that's honestly, like, when I go back up and people ask me, like, how do you like Charlotte? The number one thing is I'm like, everything is so accessible. Right. There, there'll be weeks where I'm like, oh shit, I have a truck here. Right. I, can, I don't need a car. Right. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, other than like going to like out where y'all's fields at. Yeah. It's, I really I, do not. When I come here, I don't drive my car at all. Yeah, it's nice. It is. And it, people are like, they'll, they'll, like I had a guy that I was, that saw my truck the other day. He's like, damn, that guzzles gas. And I'm like, not here. Not here. Not here. And it's cheap too. The cost of yeah. even gas is pretty cheap too. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but you could have gone anywhere though. So why Charlotte? Um, well, honestly, my girlfriend's family lives down here. Mm-hmm. They lived here since we graduated college, mm-hmm. and um, we had always well. It's uh, it, moving south started with my roommate wanting to move deeper south, like mm-hmm. into into South Carolina. Um, so that kind of put the bug in our ear. But then last summer, we were talking with her family about possibly moving, and they were like, "Why don't you just come to Charlotte?" Right. right. And so then, like, the ball started rolling in my head, and, I mean, I was coaching soccer up in Nova and training a lot of people. I knew a lot of people up there. But, realistically, I could do everything that I do up there right, down here. Right, and, I'm, and I've always been one that complains about the weather and stuff, so... Right, right. Which, it can be annoying, but Nova, like, the winters can be miserable. Yeah. Like, phys- like, I have a seasonal yeah. depression. You can ask Casey, you guys, anybody that <laughs> hate me in the winter right. because I suck, and right. it's like, I let the weather affect my mood. So, moving down here, weather was a big thing, and then... Um, having her family down here because I'm big family yeah, oriented yeah. even up there so that was tough but it's, it's not it's not far so enough that you can't go yeah. back so that's the other cool part that's it's nice to have like family we down here too yeah. I know that it eased into you living into the city oh so. yeah so what do you usually do out here for fun like restaurant wise like um, well, I'm a big foodie type person so as soon as we got here we did a lot of I mean we still are because there's so much good food down here mm-hmm. but that's one of the things that 
we do is like let's try a new restaurant over and over again. We I mean there's some places that we that we have gone to multiple times just because we like them, but since there's such an abundance of good food, it's like all right, let's try something else. Right. Let's try something else. So we right. do a lot of just bouncing around to different restaurants. I've yet to try all these places here. I mean the weather's been just okay, yeah, yeah, but now yeah. it's getting better. Like there's a bunch of. Well, stuff I'll have a bunch on my belt. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We're we going can, to a bunch yeah. for sure. And you won't have. You'll be able to skip all the ones that, that right, you don't need right. to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is nice. <laughs> there are some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of that, and then. I mean, there's so many breweries and yeah. bars and stuff. It's so yeah. easy to just like take a line to a right. to a bar, hang out. Even in the South End area, just like walking distance with a bunch it's of things. So yeah, it's so cool. So like I'm, I mean, I'm not. I haven't even been here long enough to be able to really give you a good perspective <laughs> of like what else there is to do. I mean, at, what, right when we got here, football season was wrapping up. So like, mm. there's the games you can walk to. Mm. Um, they had the bowl games down here. Mm. So. I, I, honestly, I'll, I'll like Google like Charlotte events and just see what's coming up because I don't follow, know. Follow I don't the, really know. the IG page. I follow yeah. like five Charlotte oh, yeah. event it's like pages. Such, but it does also feel like every week a new something's something, opening. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. holy crap, another another brewery's opening yeah. up. Thought we had enough. <laughs> so what does your like normal day consist of? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing, ever since being here, so when I was up there, I did a lot physically. Like I was, I was up early training <laughs> at, at uh, Orange Theory and then I would have my facility where that I was working at where all my athletes were Mm -hmm. and then I was coaching soccer so I was like physically on the go all the time which I liked because I like being busy but I also was was starting to formulate all these ideas of like what I wanted to do later on Mm -hmm. and all all I had time to do really though was like jot them down so then when I got here um, I didn't physically have much that I needed to do so I was able to sit down get online start organizing my thoughts putting stuff into action and building out some online um some online programming stuff um, and then now that the spring's rolling around and everything's getting better I'm, I'm looking to get out with all the soccer teams nice, and then nice, nice. the season down here is in the spring right yeah, yeah. well it's girls girls for high school girls soccer's in the spring men's is in the fall gotcha. uh, but typically now I mean now that we've been working together I'll wake up mm-hmm. get some stuff done before you mm-hmm. come train you then I'll work out mm-hmm. and then I'll go kind of back to back to work mm-hmm. I started a, an email newsletter so every day I write mm-hmm. I've always wanted to write in share experiences or just be motivational or whatever and it's not it's it's kind of just like a diary but I make it for other people to be able to read Um, so I like I get that done early most days I mean every day isn't perfect but um, do that and then I don't know every every day kind of has its uniqueness and I feel like I mean people you're talking about this like blogging thing newsletter and stuff people need to and want to hear your story too like yes you might not be a professional athlete or sure you're not like still continue continuously playing like that but like only two percent of collegiate athletes people in college in general really make go to the professional route so it's like what else is there to do and like you're a prime example of that you know you've played top level soccer as well and not necessarily because of your control like things didn't work out but you're Mm -hmm. still around the game and you went still a different course and you're still affecting it so yeah that's why i feel like you know getting your perspective and just in this in general is like vital because a lot of kids obviously have big aspirations and dreams but then you get older and you realize like mm-hmm. all right this is not gonna go this way anymore i need a yeah. plan b and so like this is a perfect prime example definitely. i respect that definitely um it's uh go ahead no no, no go ahead oh you can give me a question that's good <laughs> i mean i can go into like my my story um, if you want i got you in a minute so you went to the charlotte independence atlanta game though right mm-hmm. how was that was that your first usl game that was yeah, yeah whichever your first y'all's first home game was was that atlanta 
No, no Indy 11. Indy 11. Indy 11. Indy 11. Was, oh, that was been, your first? That would have been my first USL oh, okay. game, yeah. Okay. Just because there, I've, I've never be, lived near yeah. where a game would be. Yeah. I've seen, like, highlights of it and stuff online, but... What do you think of the USL, the, like, the game in general? I mean, How I think it's... How do you enjoy that? I enjoy it be, only because, like, I know what it's there for, mm-hmm. and I think it's just taken... The thing that I wish was that it, it didn't take so long for it to become what it is now and it right. still has so much so much yeah. further to go that they want to go but I think that it is nice to be able to live in a city and know that you have a pro soccer team right. that is looking I mean I know Charlotte's like big on the list of trying to get an MLS team because they have a stadium they have mm-hmm. all this stuff um, so it's nice to to be able to have that um, and I think it, the, the, the quality is right on the cusp of where like it needs to be to be able to funnel people up into the MLS. Right now, though, what what I think kind of diminishes it is that ex-MLS players drop down instead of it being youth players coming oh, no. up yeah. and going into it. That, the trend, that trend is coming. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's still early in that way, but it, it, I really wish we had this when we were Dude, like that. Dude, I know. But, and, like, uh, Loudon just created a team. I, I could have, like, I bet, when I was trying out, if Loudon had a team, I could be pro right the now. The chances of them taking you is even higher now, too, because of the B teams like mm-hmm. they're willing to take a lot more players because like yeah. all right you can get minutes with the USL team and see how you develop yeah. and then see how you work your way up when yeah it never used to be like that no not at all like it was well and, and I mean it all has come in the past two to three years of them just restructuring the USL USL getting the bid for being the like sole mm-hmm. division two basically um, because they they were competing with the NASL mm-hmm. for so long and it was like, and now it's finally looking more streamlined. Like, look, we've got a, we've got our PDL, our, our USL right, two, right, right, we've got right. our next division, and then we've got USL, and then we got championship, mm-hmm. which can funnel in. But, I mean, but it's on the right track, and it's cool. But like I said, it's definitely, it's good for ex NFL players to be able to continue their their um, careers. Mm-hmm. But until they're able to bridge the gap and bring youth players up into it somehow mm-hmm. like they I mean because they're trying to model it like overseas right, which makes right, sense but it's it's in the right track I like you think it. it's a good path for you know high school and youth players to go I mean yes and no I, I don't think it's it, especially kids like even kids like middle school high school right now like they if they have their sights set on it I'm not sure if that's what they should be having their sights set on, like right. straight up, just right, because right. it's not like, it's not like you're up at all, not even close yet. Like mm-hmm. where you start in the academy at younger than 10 almost, mm-hmm. work your way up because you, you know that the premiere is that premiere. Mm-hmm. Like their like two and three level is like where MLS is, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, so right. like, it's, it's tough only because I think when they get there, they're gonna be underwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's always the exception. There's always the outliers who are going to be good enough that you're going to go, you're going to make it to the MLS. You're gonna, you're gonna make the big money. But like that, that gray area in between is what the USL is for them coming up, and that's what I want them to realize. If you're in it now, it's one thing, but it's a, it, it's, they're almost too old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and it's tough to like have to say that right. because it's still a, but having been in it, like knowing what the knowing how they're how they treat like the not top guy mm-hmm. it's kind of whack mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and if yeah. you don't have other shit going on it's like yeah. oh yeah i knew guys are on contracts like pay-to-play contracts where yeah 
you're not getting paid unless you play in a game right. or unless you make a travel roster. So basically, you're practicing for free. Right. And unless you make the roster, like you're getting a little change. It's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I'd be perfectly fine doing that. Yeah. If you're if you're the right age you're and it's young, what makes right. you happy, right. like if if. Right. kind of instilled in me and the company I worked for instilled in me like continuing education like continuing to learn and knowing that you don't know anything really mm-hmm. is big <clears throat> which is crazy because even now what I do know they were even kind of wrong right, like it's right, even right. on the next level of that now so um, making a name for myself was never my goal and that's probably that's a, a big thing is like you can't go into it being like all right I'm gonna become the next Instagram famous trainer. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to train mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z pro athletes. Mm-hmm. Anytime anybody's ever asked me that, I'm like, look, I don't, most of the pro athletes are pro, they don't know me, right. they didn't get there with me, I didn't bring them there, so what's the point of me training them? Sure, it looks good that they respect or trust me to train with me, mm-hmm. but, and I would never be like, oh no, you're a pro, I don't wanna train you, I'm mm-hmm. too good, I don't, you know, I don't want people to associate me with pro. That's not what I'm saying, I would rather spend my time building up players, learning about the development it takes to become pro, and then have pro guys respect me because of that, exactly. or have my guys go pro because of that. Exactly. Um, so when you get, it, <clears throat> let me back up, a lot of college athletes and former athletes, <laughs> bro. It's snowing right now, and this is like. <laughs> it's supposed it, to be 80 degrees on Saturday. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh, um, um, This is why I moved here, so for not for no snow. Um, anyway, a lot of former athletes, they, and even people who just like consider themselves fit or consider themselves, they enjoy working out. They, they, they hit a roadblock in their career, and they're like, well, "Shit, I'm gonna just be right, a trainer. Right, right, right. I'll pick up one pro client, and then boom, I know everything." It's like, that's the one thing that I understood from the jump. And I think that that helped me because it, it's all about longevity. Like you can make a name for yourself, but if in five years if people don't know who you are, you know, I'd rather have no name and then in five years have been building my name. And I've never thought of it in the way that's like people need to know me because I find those people to just be like annoying. And then you kind of realize that they really don't know what they're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother bag of, of shit. Like our industry of performance is just like so social media based right. now so it's like especially with IG and everything right. taking over it's like I mean like you said earlier if you don't do this for the money that's where you get your real passion at uh-huh. but if you're doing this for the money you're doing it for the wrong things like you'll quickly get exposed yeah I mean especially with training too like it's it's almost on the same level as soccer like the money is typically lower from at the beginning in mm-hmm. personal training it's the same type of thing you have to if you don't have the experience you're not going to get paid mm-hmm like a, a pro trainer right. because you, right. you know you don't have it yet so you have to understand that going in and figure out and take pride in what will ultimately make you more money right. and it's your experience just like with a sport you have more experience you should make more money you've been doing and if you're good at it so take the time to become good at it and the rest will take care of itself as right. opposed to being like let me take the time to figure out how to make the most money right now it's like set yourself up to make the most money later uh, so it's Exactly. Yeah. So do you like market yourself like on IG or what do you, how do you get yourself out there? Um, so yeah, I have my, my Instagram. I'm what is it? At Mayhew Athletic. Gotcha. Um, so you can follow me on that. 
Um, but I'm I'm building out more athlete-based stuff because I mean I'm a trainer across all spectrums, but I do enjoy obviously having been in the soccer world. I enjoy training soccer athletes. I've trained tons of women's soccer um, athletes more so than guys, just because it's they're they're so prevalent up in Nova. Like women's soccer is huge. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing I'm trying to do more stuff on my Instagram that's soccer specific um, and just athlete specific. Um, but I don't really like I've never done like a sponsored ad or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Like yeah, I don't yeah. need because yeah. I mean Instagram is 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 tight, but ultimately it's gonna go away. Right. Like I, it's got to at some point, right. or it's gonna transform into something else, and you're gonna have wasted so much. Like I, I get it. So I, I I do a little bit of both. I mean I do tons of stories because they're easy and that's where everyone's eyes are anyway right now. But like I said from before, I don't use it as a straight up return on investment like I need to be posting because someone's paying me right. for what I'm posting right. type thing so no, I like that like what you said earlier like you don't really need social media like that so if it, something that happens like you still have a strong clientele mm-hmm. without it you know it's yeah. like when you like I said earlier like <clears throat> one you don't need social media two when you have like you know a good re- resourceful amount of people already behind mm-hmm. you like you're good and that's kind of I'm doing coaching now too and like I've been reaching out to a bunch of people. I'm starting to get a lot of people to book me more in advance now earlier mm-hmm. because like, they've been with me with some time. And like, I don't even market myself with that coaching as well, but because like another team out of my brand, MLS, who runs it, but because he you know, he does a good job promoting it as well. And like, yeah. people see what we do hands on, and like, they appreciate it so much more. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, the best clients are are people who you who have been referred to you because someone who already trusts you. Yeah took the time to tell someone about you and thinks that they're going to be a good fit to work with you. You know, you can't just go out and be like, hey, come work with this person. Because yeah, 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 not everybody's yeah. the right fit yeah. both ways. It's like, do I want to train them and do they can, are they even coachable? Mm-hmm. How long have you been a trainer for? Um, the end of 2013 or 14. Mm-hmm. So probably, I'm probably right around five years. Right around the time where you really start to actually realize that you know nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like you said earlier too, I mean, a wise person, a wise trainer knows you really can learn every single day and every single year. I mean, even now, just my six years as a pro, I'm still learning things this year that I didn't even know myself. And I mean, that just makes it more fun and it's more enjoyable. And I'm, each and every year has been different and I enjoy that. So I'm just going to challenge and just learn yourself more okay. out of that stuff too. So Have you ever heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? think so so it's like a it's a there's a graph like you can literally google the dunning-kruger effect and the main thing that'll come up is this graph and it's it's basically the amount of time you've been doing something Mm -hmm. on the on the bottom and then the the y-axis is how much you know Mm -hmm. or how much you think you know Mm -hmm. and the graph goes literally like just started at zero so don't know anything haven't been doing it at all and then like been doing it for or just finished the certification or just started just got your first client it skyrockets like I know fucking everything and you've been doing it for five days (laughs) and then it literally just drops and goes down and then it's like the longer you've been it's like five years in still don't know shit and then it just slowly goes up from there which absolutely happened to me not in a cocky way but there is a way as soon as you become a trainer or like you hear uh, um, an older trainer teach you something and Mm -hmm. then you think that that's like the golden ticket you're like oh shit I learned one Mm -hmm. thing that's what's gonna set me apart Mm -hmm. And then you, and now five years from now, I look back to what that could have been, and I'm like, that was yeah. actually completely wrong. Like, and I'm sure yeah. it's the same as soccer. You same learn something thing, from bro. a veteran. Same, like my first three years in Richmond. Of course, that was, the, that was a good veteran team. I learned a bunch, but yeah, my third good. year in the league, you know, it's 2016, defended the year finals, had some success. I'm not gonna lie to you. After that year, I'm like, man, 
Major League was going, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I already know. I'm, I'm straight. I don't need to be in the U.S. anymore. Like, I'm good. After the game, it's like, where's everybody it, like, at trying to, anybody want to interview me? Where's no? my trials? Where's this yeah. and that? And to be honest with you, I am such more of a complete sentiment now than I was three years ago. Oh, yeah. And like you said, you think, you know, I thought I knew some shit. And then I go to a bunch of different teams, go through a bunch of trials and, you know, play different positions and stuff. And I was like, man, like, I really did not know a lot of this thing. And I'm very thankful. Obviously, it sucked at that point then, and mm-hmm. then, you know. But now, at the point of my career now, I'm like, man, I'm glad I went through that stuff. Because yeah. I feel much more relaxed and calm than I ever was Hell three yeah. years ago because of the, some of the things that I went through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, in everyone's step, when you want to reach an ultimate goal, like, you got to go through those yeah. things. and just keep learning uh-huh. those, are the, agree, those are the best trainers best players best people in general right. you can learn from almost anything absolutely and just like adjust the, on the fly the stubborn players that don't mm-hmm. don't ever let mm-hmm. someone else penetrate that mm-hmm. is are the ones that no one wants to be a teammate with mm-hmm. so like that that just shows that you're coachable and that it, that's an aspect that players need to have right. like coachable not just by a coach but right. listening to people who mm-hmm. who've done it and that's something I learned so much so much later. Well, not really, but just learning that, like, when people are giving you advice that are older than you, like, take it, pretty mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. because they've done it. Mm-hmm. And that's the, and now, being in shoes where I'm older, like, say, than my brother, and I'm giving him advice. Not that he doesn't take it, but now I understand. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm, go- I'm going out of my way to give him advice yeah. for a reason. And then I think back, shoot, there was probably somebody giving me yeah, advice, and sure. I thought I already figured it for out. Sure. And it's crazy because you can't penetrate that stubbornness. It's always going to be there in some respect from a younger mm-hmm. kid, especially now when they've got everything mm-hmm. at their fingertips and they they get so much information. So they really do. They may know more than we did then, mm-hmm. but they still we've also we also know more than the people ahead of right, us did. Right. So it's just like exactly. shifted, but it's still there's a gap. Right. And I think athletes need to have that that coachability, or else they, I mean, people aren't going to want to play with them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go that far. Mm-hmm. So kind of tell us your story. Like, how'd you, you know, get involved with the game? How'd you even get started? Uh, I mean, I've been playing soccer ever since I could walk or remember. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I don't know. I was all I always like was naturally athletic, and then I just took a liking to soccer. I, re- I really don't even remember why soccer became my main thing. I think I was just the that was my favorite, and I was the best at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but my dad like. When I was younger, my dad wanted me to play football. Like we would go out, run pass patterns all day. Like I was really good at wide receiver. Um, I could kick field goals, but I was always like small, mm-hmm. so I was terrified to play football. Like even even little league, but as like, we're gonna sign up for ankle biters, it's not that like you're gonna be fine. You're like, and I was like, hell no. Yeah. I was no. like, hell no. No. So uh, I I always stayed athletic, but soccer became my main gig. And then my dad had a buddy who lived here, who lived in uh, America, but he was from England, mm-hmm. and he ended up being like my babysitter essentially for a summer or two and he became almost just like my big brother and he was all about soccer Liverpool like uh, basically honed my love for the game because we would do so much so much but he but was crazy is he he played basketball all the time like loved soccer but like was loved Michael Jordan more so like bought me my first pair of Jordans he had a Jordan tattoo like took me to see Space Jam in theaters (laughs) that shit was yeah was tight but um, so he kind of honed my love for it, and then I kind of just stayed in it. But it was back, I mean, like, late 90s, early 2000s, where there wasn't a lot of academies. Like, I got into club. Like, I was in NCSL Division One, which is 
butt now, but like that was the that was the top league then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my coach, I remember when I was like, I was younger than fifteen, and my coach was like, well, when he gets closer to fifteen, which was the minimum age that DC United offered an academy, he was like, we need to try to get him in the academy, but he never did it. My parents never did it, so it's like, I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do anything. So I was always like good, one of the better players on my team, and thought honestly just thought soccer would fall in my lap I'm like I remember one day my mom was like Thomas what do you think your first job's gonna be I was like job you, you asking me this <laughs> I'm gonna go pro job yeah you know Freddie do right, I'm gonna be right. like him I right. wanna be you know like I'm gonna I was like damn Man. I kinda was offended that she thought I needed yeah. a job yeah. at the time yeah. but that that was my mindset which I'm sure kids have it's yeah. like you yeah. think yeah. soccer's gonna fall in your lap yeah. so um actually freshman year of high school I chickened out about going to tryouts I don't know what happened like mentally but like I didn't go to soccer tryouts the first day so I was like damn and I and so I went the second day somehow like I went and talked to the coach I'm like hey I missed the first day I, I don't know I was just like being a bitch basically and um I go the second day and he like sends me to just where basically they had already split who was kind of good and looking at for varsity right, and who right. was going to JV so he sends me to the JV field he's like yeah just go over there so like balled out over there for two days, go over, they bring me over to varsity and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm in here now, um, played, played in the first ever game for our high school, like varsity men's soccer game for our high school. Cause it had just opened and then spring break rolls around and I, and I always went on a trip with my family for spring break, but he had set up some scrimmages and some like practices and stuff. And I was like, okay, Hey, you I'm guys not... played in the spring in high school. Yeah. Right? We played right. in the fall. Yeah. 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 Last. Yeah, so it was literally like you, tryouts were like President's Day, so February, and then like two or three weeks later, spring break rolled around, which we hadn't had that many games. And um, I remember going in and being like, hey, I'm not going to be, or it was at the end of practice, I'm like, I'm not going to be here for spring break. He was like, oh, you can go back down to JV then. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> so that was, but, but fast forward, him and I, like, I, be, I created the strongest bond with him as a coach, mm. and then ended up playing varsity, and he like, junior year he left so my senior year had a new coach so that threw us and it was just yeah. me and actually my roommate we were the only seniors mm. that year so we kind of got the short end of the stick because yeah. the new coach was trying to build for the younger right, players right, instead right, of us right. and it was just kind of a, a, a crazy season um, but this I loved I loved high school because we played against some top guys yeah. like out there now like CJ Sapong yeah. went to Forest Park yeah. um, so like just being in that that world there was a, such a good core group of soccer players in Nova and that just kind of accelerated my love for it but coming out of high school I didn't do much to get recruited on my own mm -hmm. and the coaches that said they would do stuff didn't either and the other thing is my birthday falls in September so I, I actually played with kids who were who were Same. like 91s <laughs> and and you also could have played down. I could have played, the 93s yeah, right. So I could have played, yeah. So I was in yeah. between two two years. Yeah. So all the I was the oldest on my team for the yeah. most part. So okay. the coach was more worried about the the, yeah. the. It's not like the whole team was trying to get recruited, right? Which you thought would have made it be like, okay, we got like three players that are about to or who are seniors, the rest mm -hmm. are juniors. I should help them, mm -hmm. and it kind of just never came. But I mean, it, it's not as easy to to do it mm -hmm. as it was, or well, it's not as easy then as it is now. Mm -hmm. So I just, and I also was just like, not, soccer didn't feel like a priority at that point, and I don't know, you're just that age, you're kind of yeah, stubborn and yeah. think you can figure it out, soccer, okay, whatever, if I'm going to play, yeah, I'm going to play, like it's going to sure. happen. 
So go to Mason without get without talking to the coach or anything. Realize that I'm like missing soccer big time. See some of the players play pickup with them. Realize that I'm good enough to be playing with them. Mm-hmm. And they're asking me like where I play. They thought I was visiting the school, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I go here. And then, but at that point, like I was too stubborn. Had been in had been like messing up my grades just from literally skipping class for no yeah. reason, like just yeah. sleeping all day. Right, right. And <laughs> my grades were terrible. So even if I did want to go and play, they'd be like, you don't have the grades to play. Mm-hmm. So tried to walk on, um, ended up playing club all four years, which mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, then huh. you did PDO too, right? Yeah. So then I played with. I was with like um, I did. I ended up not playing like a full season with the Royals, but I was training with them for a while. Um, and then after that, um, let's see. In DC twenty threes a little bit. Yeah. So then yes, yeah, so yeah. So then like the next round I decided I was like look I, well, that's right so then I started training right. I started training right. once I realized that I wanted to train athlete or that I once I figured out kinesiology was my major mm-hmm. and I started doing like my internships at like a, a gym <clears throat> started getting into training my cousin was already training athletes for a company who I eventually started working for mm-hmm. um, but then I realized cool I'm like learning how to train athletes I now need to prove that I'm an athlete so it was like this mental switch. I'm like, all right, now I I can still play soccer, mm-hmm. and I know I can now. I know how to train for it. Mm-hmm. So let me try to go pro. And like I had the, I realized that the USL existed. That every team does open tryouts. So I'm like, all right, let's do that. Yeah. So I spent about a year and some change, and I think I hit you up before the first time I went to Richmond. Yeah. I went to Richmond twice. The first time I remember being like, yo, I'm coming down there. In my head, I'm like, yo, he was gonna talk to the coach. I'm <laughs> you know, it's like, but then but now like you, you all yeah. have no say. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I go down there, and I, I spend a year going to different tryouts. I played with um, DC's U23s. I was training with them for like a couple months, and then as soon as summer hit, they bring all their all their academy people back in, and it's like, oh, we forgot about you, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Um, it was that was some top notch training though. Yeah. Like that felt yeah. good to be out there. DC 23s was good. It, like Always. just just getting training from yeah. a high level coach and and feeling competent and being able to do yeah. it. I was like, all right, even if this doesn't come of anything, I got some quality training exactly. under my belt for the next thing that I do. Exactly. Um, so I bounced around to every every trial I could drive to and went to one out in California. Um, and it was always like that gray area. Like you get to the end, you're playing with these players who are obviously they're actually looking at. And then it's like, all right, you'll hear from us in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's like, cool, yeah. I ain't hearing from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. No, sir, <laughs> I know. But it's... And so then I, I didn't necessarily give up, but it was like, I was literally training and still in school, like finishing up at Mason. I'd, I'd have clients in the morning, drive to Fairfax to class, drive back out in rush hour, train more clients, train myself, and then do it again like the next wow. day. So you started becoming a trainer back in school. Right, yeah. So what was cool is that I got the job with my for the company that my cousin was already working for. And was able to use that as my internship, but I'm getting paid because I was literally working there. Yeah. So I got to use that as my internship and was able to um, start before getting my degree because mm-hmm. I, I uh, sat for my certification and got my certification mm-hmm. before I graduated too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of cool because it overlapped. But I was like strung out, not in a, not in a sense that I like was it was bad for me, but like literally, like I said, all day, boom, client, class, client train myself this is in college too like yeah senior, senior year yeah that's you try right. to enjoy that yeah it was but I mean I was commuting there was no because I wasn't that far uh, away from okay. Mason so okay. it wasn't like okay. 
Yeah, so and, and I wanted to be making money because I was and listening you still to my mom. Were trying out with some USL teams. Yeah, so I, that's why I was training myself for certain weekends coming up, like in the winter, like the January window, February. Yeah. <clears throat> going to all those open tryouts, and there was a week, like even in December, I remember I went to like the the first weekend Evergreen held a combine. The next weekend there was back to back. It was like Harris City had their or um, Harrisburg Harrisburg City, City yeah. had their tryouts Thursday Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, I had to be, like, down in Wilmington or something for another one. So I had played, which is so stupid now that I'm a trainer and know, like, how yeah, the body works yeah, and yeah, how, yeah. how like, what's optimal. I'm, like, playing, that. like, four days in a row, like, hard as shit, need to get seen. Mm. Ugh, miserable, dude. You're like, not those drives that were that time. Ugh, yeah. crushed. Oh, yeah. But, I met, but the cool part is it, it, I learned so much from it just yeah, from sure. just from what it takes to be pro, like, and – you have to have your best day. The mm-hmm. coach has to be watching you. Mm-hmm. The specific moment you do something good, if they happen to look up and you miss a tackle. They're never I looking. Know, at, they're never I looking know. at you again. I know. And I'm not saying that happened, or you, or and it's it not happens, an excuse, it but it, it happens. absolutely happens. happens. So it's yes. you've got to know as a kid coming up into that that like sometimes you can be at your peak, but you just it just may not come yeah. to fruition at all. And it doesn't yeah. mean that you sh- you need to quit or you need to like feel shitty about yourself. Right. But it's like that can happen. Like I. I told you that one time I one of the trials I did I've had one of my best days ever, and even at Mason had one of my best days ever. It felt like nobody saw, nobody <laughs> saw. You know, like it just doesn't matter sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. it's hit or miss. And then you'll see kids make rosters, and you're like, that kid. dude is yeah. all, legit ass. It's all He's not even good. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and it is. There's so much that like it's just one of the things now that I'm a pro. Mm-hmm. You don't know these things, but man, there's a lot of things that's just out of your control. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they just go for the cheaper younger options or the local kid because they know like it'll they be can a market good headline. It better, it'll be right. a good headline. Like all those little things, man. Like mm-hmm. and you just and it's unfair because you know talent wise, talent should always speak and mm-hmm. talent should get you there. But it's it's deeper than that. Like, it is for sure. And it's not, yeah, and it, but it can't be something that you're, like, always talking about excuse-wise. Like, right, oh, right, I got right. shafted because of this. It's like, well, right. yeah, but it's the name of the game. But I didn't even know, like, you had to go to more tryouts to make teams after already being in the USL. Like, after, that's crazy to me. After already being that's in the That's not USL. fair to the kids who haven't even been in the USL you know? and are trying to get seen. You know what I mean, It's like, because they're going to look at you. They're like, oh, we got some USL guys. We're just going to watch them. Man, I'm telling that's you. That's crazy. Like, there's people I know now that probably would never have done it. Like, after four years in the league, with some success my third year, like, coming to four, and then, like, that was just that was just this past offseason. Yeah, Two or three crazy. teams I'm trying out with, like, one team's, like, you know, cut me after three, four days. Not necessarily just because I didn't have talent. They're just like, we know you can play. Well, good luck with everything. We don't, like, need, try, yeah, we don't need a center back right try now. Try out with another we team. We knew that four days ago, but thanks for so coming. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that four we days. needed a body actually this whole week, so and you could have been four days with somebody That's exactly, else. Exactly, bro. That is exactly, man. I'm telling you. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I know dudes now that like, oh, well, never, ever. And realistically, it's we shouldn't be trying out. It's really just a money thing. It's really a chance for us to get hurt. And yeah, you know, if something yeah. did happen while you're on trial, like there, there there's your chance. That's, That's it. But that's why I'm here, and I'm still grinding. And things fast forward a year later, like I'm yeah. here now too. So I can't. I it sucked then last year. It was one of the toughest times of my life, but I am very appreciative. Yeah, you're probably in that like, stuff. damn, am I gonna make a team? Seriously, it was like, should I hang up the boots? Should I like Miserable. stick to coaching? Like, yeah. I have no income now. It was like, man, like, yeah, you're thinking about everything. I know. So for That's us weird. athletes, though, 
you know, what workouts should we be doing specifically, specifically kind of tailored to us? Um, well, nothing that you see on Instagram. <laughs> you don't need, you know, <clears throat> my philosophy more so now than it was when I started. Like, if, I, if it was when I started, it'd be like such a dumb thing. But mm. it, it needs to be looked at on a big scale, like macro throughout a year, season, off season. Mm. I mean, for y'all, it's more structured because it's just one season. You're like your pro season, and then it's long as shit. But it's it's still a structure. It's not like in the off season you're off. You guys need to be doing other training. Where in high school, it's like y'all don't they don't have an off season yeah. right now. Yeah. So my main thing for high school athletes is to one. I mean, even even younger, like middle school, high school, play as many sports as you can, mm-hmm. and understand that more work doesn't equal better mm-hmm. um, one of the things um, some of the guys that I've learned from like I didn't make this up by any means but do do whatever is necessary not all that's possible mm-hmm. you know and like nowadays and I, I was just at the conference and Hank Krejnhoff he's like a Olympic well he's a world record holding sprint coach from the Netherlands like he's trained these like top he's like an older guy trained like these top sprinters in the world, mm-hmm. Olympic world record holder people. He was one of the people presenting and he, I'd heard him say it on a call. He's like, athletes need to understand you need to do, do everything that is necessary, not everything that's possible. Mm-hmm. But nowadays mm-hmm. you see so much like, oh, so-and-so stayed after practice. He's putting in like, like, again, there's a video on, on Instagram the other day of James Harden, like apparently after the game, oh, it's yeah, like back in the gym, like doing bench press and stuff. I'm like, that's not what youth, high school athletes need to be doing there's so much other stuff Mm -hmm. there's studies out about sleep it's like Mm -hmm. if you aren't getting x amount of sleep you're you're predisposing yourself to become injured there's Mm -hmm. studies that it's literal graphs the the longer you sleep the less rate of injury there is so for athletes as far as working out i don't even think you should be focused on that you should be focused on your recovery more more than working out Mm -hmm. like you're stretching and your sleep and longevity like you said longevity yeah. exactly it, it, it can't be a I need to be strong because that will make me better yeah. it, it, it does but it's there's a place and time for it so my, my my advice is to get advice from a coach like yeah. somebody who can teach you or look at your sit down and look at your schedule and be like this this chunk of time you need to be focused on this yeah. this chunk of time you be focused on that mm-hmm. and Kids don't have access to that. They have access to freaking ladder drill, Actually, soccer yeah, videos, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, think yeah. they need to stay after practice. Yeah. I mean, getting touches is one thing, but mm-hmm. like doing dumbass dumbbell like squats and mm-hmm. on a on a balance ball like mm-hmm. there's it's just so extra. You don't Should need be honing in on stuff. your skills, especially when you're young. And yeah, talent will get Absolutely. you there. And then when you get to professional, like. Like look at me, like you know, like obviously. I look still, at Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Look at most. There's a lot. I can go down you a bunch of players, bro. Like. Dude. It's not really about that. It's like longevity. It's about honing on your skill because your skill is ultimately going to take mm-hmm. you the furthest. And then mm-hmm. like you'll add on you know, some muscle. You add on some more speed. Yeah. All those little things. But your skill and your craft is what you should be honing Absolutely. in on and working in on yeah. consistently. And that's, that's a major like conundrum in American soccer is because they'll see bigger, stronger, faster, and like, oh shit, I'm yeah. gonna keep my eye on him. Yeah. And, and we just talked about this at the conference because there were some yeah. soccer coaches there. The skills coaches, they're just looking at that. It's an eye test. And they're looking at <clears throat> the, the size and what they physically are 
and then they think, which my mentor coach Cab was talking about, he's like, they see it and they're like, oh, I can teach them the skill. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're like, cool, his body's already where I want it, I can teach him the skill. And then they bring him in and boom, he gets injured. Right, it's like, right, that's right. not what you need. So right. yeah, work on your work on your skill, do everything barefoot. Like yeah. foot, feet, especially for soccer players, getting your ankles strong, your calves, your, your toes, your feet, mm. all that stuff, do it barefoot. Never thought of that. And it's yeah. it's so good. Like I could talk all day about what they should be doing, but mainly not. You don't need to be looking for the next. What exercise. should they be doing to improve, though? You know, like <clears throat> whether that's be whether, whether that's from like you said, getting advice from mm-hmm. other coaches and stuff. But mm-hmm. certain drills they should be doing specifically, like. Um, I mean, from an exercise standpoint, working on your speed, working on your mechanics, like just movement skills. Mm-hmm. There's so many, so many. Um, Parents who are like, I need my my kid needs skill training. My kid needs my kid needs this. My kid needs that. But the kid can't even do like an a skip or a yeah, march. Yeah. They don't know how to move yeah, properly. Technique, yeah. So like even without a ball, I take any any soccer player without a ball and make sure that they even are athletic and can yeah. move their body properly yeah. before teaching them skill training. Like right. juggling or just little dribbling is one thing. Like just dribbling through cones. That's it's yeah. good. Um, but be able to move your body. Yeah. Because how often are you on the ball anyway? Mm. Like, yeah, you need to be top notch when you're on it. Right, but but a lot of a lot of positioning, a lot of the stuff that's gonna that coaches are looking for without the ball, like you you need to still be a complete athlete. Yeah. So for sure. Uh, but then, but just improving in general, it's like we talked about before. Ask people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask questions. Learn, yeah. Be around the older kids. Mm-hmm. Be around the guys who have been doing it. Mm-hmm. Be around the ones who have been successful doing it. And don't I'm not saying model their behavior because they're completely different than you, mm-hmm. but learn from from everybody who who's been there. Like if I if I were to go back, I'd ask I'd ask so many questions mm-hmm. to anybody. Like mm-hmm. that's my number one thing that I that I I'll tell people advice wise is just ask. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna know until you admit that you don't, mm-hmm. and that's huge for like high school kids. Just be curious as sure. shit. Because sure. you're gonna you're gonna learn either way. Mm-hmm. Like you either were right, and they're gonna validate that what you may have been thinking was mm-hmm. right, or they're gonna completely flip your perspective. And you're like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. maybe I don't need to do a hundred jump squats before right. practice. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. for real, <laughs> I don't for need real. to stay out there and tap a balance ball. For real, you know. In your opinion, though, why is this, why is a trainer like very important to a team, especially like if I'm a coach, and it's like, man, I need to hire hire a trainer. But why is a trainer almost as important uh, as a coach because they're two different they're two completely different aspects of sport mm-hmm. the coach is there to know tactics and pretty much that's it yeah. essentially like there, there's the psychological part of being a coach but I think both a trainer and a coach should possess that part yeah. like how to motivate understanding that every player has a different personality and is motivated differently like those are two aspects that coaches in general it's yeah. a universal term should possess, yeah. but when it comes down to the skill of each coach, the skill of a soccer of a head coach is tactics, understanding the game, understanding how to teach the game yeah. from a from a tactical standpoint. They should not have any part. I mean, unless they have a background in it, mm-hmm. in like physical preparation, mm-hmm. which is so blurred now because there's not funding to fund yeah. a trainer That's and a head true. coach. So the head coach has to half-ass learn how to mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's why you see kids just running suicides and like dumb shit. Random stuff. This yeah. yeah, and it becomes random, and they mm-hmm. start to think, well, what did we do? Oh, we did like suicides and all this stuff, or like, so not to get into specifically what's wrong, but they they have a role, and the mm-hmm. and the trainer has a role, and if it's a good performance coach, they know movement skills, they understand warm up and stretching and recovery. That's their wheelhouse. That's mm-hmm. what they should be brought in for. <coughs> the coach should not have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. It, because it just adds to his plate and it waters down something you know they're taking he's taking time away from studying tactics studying film to be like oh damn uh what's the one we're going to be today or i need to give them an ex- some some homework exercises to do so then he googles soccer exercises prints it out and it's like yeah. absolute shit right. so the trainer needs to the trainer's there because they they understand the body as opposed to understanding the game yeah. and they can i mean a good one is super necessary just yeah. because of that. If you want a very good successful team, you need to have a very good successful trainer, especially a, in the professional I'm world sure now too. Them. Like even guys now are trying to get little injuries and stuff like that, and it's gonna come to recover. Like how you you need to recover properly, not just recover but properly because you don't want to tweak something else and then you're done again for mm-hmm. X amount of months and stuff too. Like there's everybody's person's body's different and the trainer needs to have that relationship like the coach obviously has a relationship in one different way like you said mm-hmm. but from the other side like the trainer needs to be able to read or even just watch how they run on the field like oh man so and so's hurting like or they're about to be yeah favoring something. me me bef- before training tomorrow or stick around after this training like we're gonna do you know read ice tub maybe I'm gonna rub you out and get a massage like just whatever you need to be like the mm-hmm. Coach can't be seeing both of those things no, a lot of the time, too. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like their role, to an extent, is almost as important as the coach. Yeah. Especially, like, when you get into these bigger teams with bigger players and stuff, and you're mm-hmm. starting to rely on these players. Like, it's like, all right, like, well, I need so-and-so for next weekend, and he's hurting, but my trainer, I need you to you need And that's to the other thing, thing is head coaches, they have a different agenda. Their yeah. agenda is win yeah. because they've got somebody looking at them. Yeah. In, in college, same deal. Like, you're – you're pressured so it's like best athletes got to play right, don't care right, about his right. injury whereas a trainer is looking long term mm-hmm. looking out for the health of the player mm-hmm. so it's two different mindsets that are clashing mm-hmm. and then there's and then there's like the just we can't pay a trainer mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. it's it's tough and that's the problem on that line though like talk about injuries kind of like the importance mm-hmm. of rehab uh i mean the rehab's huge i like rehab's huge but rehab it sucks that it even exists yeah. because if you prep right, you don't need to be yeah. injured. Yeah. Granted, there's obviously a, it's not a it's not a, a hundred percent thing, but so rehab will always exist. But you prep right, way less chance you're gonna need the rehab. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, you didn't prep right, you end up injured. Mm-hmm. You need to take the time, and, the, and dealing with high school athletes all the time, the num- number one thing I'm telling them from an injury standpoint is I'm like, look. As as hard as you, as hard as you think it's gonna be, and as frustrating as it's gonna be to come to the gym and just do recovery stuff while the rest of your teammates are doing full speed stuff, yeah. take the time now to fully recover and strengthen and get back to where you need to be, because five years from now, two years from now, looking back on that, that little bit of time will be so small, sure. but you'll be so much better as opposed to rushing back. And then one year from now, taking another six months out. Mm-hmm. Two years from now, taking a year out because you need the surgery. It's like all of that shit adds up. And I'm like, trust me. And I, I have this conversation once a week at the, my old facility. It's, I'm like, look, 
I'm, you're with me today. The rest of the the rest of the people are with the other coach. Yeah. They're doing their workout. You're with me for rehab, and I'll tell you over and over again the whole time. Right. Keep doing this. Right. This is what's going to get you back to 100, and you're not going to get injured again. Mm-hmm. We just had a girl who was with us. She had been at that facility before I even got there, so she had been. She's like a veteran there. Should be good. Does, ends up doing something to her hip. Had to get hip surgery. Mm. Right before I left, she was getting cleared from PT, but had been doing a ton of rehab stuff with me, with us there. Just now realized, just now learned she tore her ACL because she went back to play too soon because her because her head coach wanted her to play because she's she's one of his best defenders. Committed to Georgia. Uh, she's a senior this year. Uh, we got her back. She decides to go play, and when she plays, she's like a balls to the wall, like mean yeah, yeah, girl yeah, defender. Yeah, yeah. And just from, and I'm not sure which leg it was, but not being strong and ready to go, like you need to, as, as stubborn, and the thing was she would come back and she's like, yeah, I played, I feel really good, like it didn't hurt. It's like, yeah, your hip didn't hurt, but your hip is weak as shit, so you're relying on other stuff. Mm-hmm. You're lucky you didn't get injured the first play of that game. One step away from it. Exactly, at all times. Yeah. And this sucks now from a recruiting standpoint. The heck, Georgia coach is not right. like she's a liability. And that's an ACL, like, bro. ACL right then, and that's money for the college. Like this, uh, that's ridiculous. That's frustrating. It's like, so from that standpoint, though, so you're injured, you turn ACL. Like, how important is the mental toughness now when dealing with these it's, kind of injuries? It's ridiculous. It's I can't imagine it because I never. I mean, I never had something that kept me out that long, mm-hmm. so I can't really speak to actually going through the amount of time it takes. Mm-hmm. But knowing that it's right mm-hmm. has to be the reassuring factor. So, like, you have to have somebody reinforcing it over and over again. It can be your pa- probably not a parent because most you know, kids, a trainer can tell the kid the exact from where that their parents did, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my god, well, Coach Thomas said to do yeah, it," yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the parents like, "Thomas, I hate you." Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. I've been saying that shit. And, um, so the reinforcement needs to come from somewhere. And it can't just be like a once a week or like every time you see them one time. It's like, hey, we keep doing this. It's got to be like – because it's ACL, you're out mm-hmm. for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's it. long enough that they're going to be like just bored of it, over it. It's the most mundane baby yeah. exercises. But you know what exercise will keep you from getting the ACL there? All those baby exercises yeah. that you don't want to do. Yeah. So – it, the mental toughness, I, like I said, I can't speak to it because I never had to go through it. But I've been on the side where I have to be the motivator. Mm-hmm. And they're so thankful mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. looking back. So always pick pick somebody who's, who's had an ACL tear and actually came out of it. Mm-hmm. Random, but like Darius Geis mm-hmm. now has Adrian Peterson on his team mm-hmm. to, to help coach him through the player side of, of coming back from an ACL yeah. tear. Yeah. So like you need something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be grasping for information and always wonder if what you're doing is right. right. No, pick someone who did it right, yeah. have them walk you through it, or a coach right. that knows what to do. Like, you just got you, you to gotta be vulnerable and realize, look, I need help. Right. right. So how should us athletes kind of prepare for games? Like, do we, should we start a couple of days in advance, a week in advance? Like, what, from your perspective, what's kind of the best way to prepare? Um, so probably not the answer you want, but once it gets to – in season, you should be. It should come down to more to individual athletes how you how you mentally prep for a game, mm-hmm. um, because you don't want them changing their routine. You know, like if it if it's what's what's a good routine now? <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends on your week. 
like you have to back out to bigger picture like yeah. you're we you should never be you don't need to be doing high volume stuff in in season like you need to be I mean we can go off your schedule like y'all let's say every week you play on Saturday yeah um, you guys typically have what Sunday and Monday off mm -hmm. but you're doing recovery stuff mm -hmm. every day we're doing stretching flexibility and some like basic body weight exercise stuff but the so then head coach runs the tapering of the tactical the yeah. practice portion you don't really need to be doing anything else right. like keep your get your sleep get your recovery from a like stretching whatever modalities you guys you enjoy because that to, once you get there that's like a such a minor piece as long as you're getting recovery that your body responds well to yeah. whether it's ice tubs stretching rub downs whatever all of that is beneficial big big scheme yeah. in season so <clears throat> it comes down to how you feel like when you're playing you should already be physically ready for the season so then once you're in season you just need to mentally be on yeah. like because your physicality stuff you there's no that nothing more sense. you can do to prep it's just sense. the recovery that you should be working on so as far as a routine there's no standard routine like you need to recover when you're off and you need to be ready to go when you're on and what about like meal wise <clears throat> certain meals before night before a game or a couple um, days before a game yeah i mean that's that's another one that's like you you need protein to recover mm -hmm. so i mean protein a protein heavy meal after a game is huge mm -hmm. keeping water i mean even like a depending where you're getting your protein you may need to supplement you could supplement with bcaa's but like not at the high school level that's not something that they should be worried about in high school since that's probably who that's main people that we're talking to they need to be eating anything yeah. like we bring kids in in our facility we would give them a two-week nutrition log we're lucky if they even filled this shit out know, right? like yeah. think about when we're in high school yeah. and just eating yeah. in general it's it's miserable you get up late you're running to the bus or you're like you're like i missed the bus someone needs to drive me to school it's like what about breakfast fuck breakfast yeah, yeah, late. yeah or you get a damn like hash brown with ketchup on the way into school like it's, <laughs> it's so so you have to figure out you have to know what you're dealing with mm -hmm. ideal situation yeah you have a breakfast meal prepped for you when you wake up that's mm -hmm. like anything it doesn't there's nothing specific it, mm -hmm. it could be fruit it could be eggs it could be a granola bar at that point but like yeah ideally you're eating and then if you have practice later on in the day, ideally you've had something for lunch that's that's gonna fuel you through that. Um, but specifically for high school kids, it's like eat, eat just eat everything yeah. at this point because y'all aren't eating enough anyway. Yeah. You just need food, and the specifics of it don't really matter at that point because your your body's just using it. So I, I don't want to give anybody like a meal plan to just yeah, like because yeah, yeah. it doesn't it yeah. shouldn't matter don't worry about it so much okay. make at the, on sunday make yourself 20 peanut butter sandwiches and put them in baggies so then and during the day you just have Recover. shit to eat because protein i mean peanut butter's got protein mm -hmm. and you get carbs from the bread and fats from the peanut butter so that's a perfect snack to just at least be getting calories yeah that you're burning all day long yeah but for y'all i mean eat protein after the game eat what you know feels good to fuel you because you guys have been in it long enough that you know how certain foods affect yeah. how you play yeah. and everybody's bodies are going to respond different so right. what's kind of like your goals and all of this as a trainer? <clears throat> um my goals are i mean i want to i want to be involved in soccer kind of forever um i enjoy coaching but i 
but I don't think I want to like head coach soccer. Um, I think I want to be able to give this type of information to clubs, or or even if if I can't spread myself that thin, at least be with one club exclusively, or be like a consultant for clubs that is like opening coaches' brains to hey, we need this. Let's not just be like, oh, hey, we need this, yeah. and then the next day like, be like, okay, this. we're back to soccer. We Emphasis forgot all about that. Need. Like, yeah, like you're just as important. I want to open the minds of yeah. that stuff and really dial into how to smartly bring it into a club or even just one team. You know, it doesn't. And so, like, my goal is very open ended, mm-hmm. but I want it to be like infiltrating the soccer community and being known as like the go to soccer performance guy. Yeah, essentially. I mean, there's other guys like that, which they need to be but like that that's what's necessary I think even at the youth level is like let's stop there's too much information and it needs to be dialed in on what's actually right, right. and that needs to become like a standard from everybody mm-hmm. so I, I mean getting to there would be cool mm-hmm. but while physically being able to train soccer <laughs> athletes and stuff you know so it doesn't have to be anything super huge I don't need to be with a pro club like because they're yeah. gonna have their own agenda yeah. it's like I'm not gonna be able to go in and change shit yeah maybe ultimately once I'm older and have a ton of stuff on my resume to, that a pro team is gonna trust me right. that, that can be a, a, a goal to like infiltrate even at a higher level and have it trickle down mm-hmm. but you gotta start small do you have any advice for you know upcoming trainers some young athletes even just <sighs> us professional athletes um, young trainers realize that you don't know anything. Yeah. Even I don't know anything. I sound. I mean, I can. I know some stuff, but that's still nothing compared mm-hmm. to like grand scheme of what I wish I knew mm-hmm. or where I want to be at knowledge wise. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know. Um, so young trainers remember that you don't know anything, and you're probably wrong. Yeah. A lot, because I've been wrong. I mean, I can look back at like programs I've written and be like, holy crap. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, but understand that that's always going to be changing. Um, and get a mentor, trainers. Get a mentor for sure. At least one, because they, somebody who's been in it, like that, can give you advice. That's a. It's huge. You're not gonna. You're not gonna learn it on your own. And if you are, you're probably learning it wrong. Mm-hmm. So, getting a mentor was huge for me. Change like has one eighty my trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, young athletes same idea just different different realm like get a mentor learn from someone who doesn't someone who's act, who actually cares about you as an athlete and not about being able to say that they helped you yeah. you know like yeah. it, the the agenda has to be yeah. in line like so maybe your head coach doesn't have the time to actually help you because yeah. he's worried about his life at the moment winning yeah. games or whatever right, he's right, got right. going on you know yeah. it's got so it's it's tough but ask questions and that's why you kind of have to just it can be from anybody, but you gotta, you, you're not gonna figure it all out on your own, yeah. which we touched on plenty, but that'd yeah. be my number one go-to for advice yeah. mentally, and then physically for players would be recovery, flexibility, um, movement skills and speed, strength very low on it, yeah. you know, just cause, like the it's the opposite of what we were talking about before. You got a strong kid, you think you can teach him skill. I'd rather the kid have skill, yeah, to the fullest, and then we can work on yeah, for sure. what is leaking, right? Because because he's not predisposed to injury at that point necessarily. Completely. There's yeah. So for players, it's it's you know get in with a coach who knows 
who actually knows what they're doing and think about your career long term. Yeah. Don't just think, all right, this season I need to ball out. Right. Because what about next season? Right. This season's gonna be gone. Yep. You know? Yeah. Like if you were to have gone into USL thinking about peaking like in your fifth year, yeah. you would have approached it probably differently. Not that you did it in a wrong in the, in no, the wrong yeah, way, yeah, but like looking back you think you would think about it completely different. So for athletes like think where you wanna be. If you're in middle school, you're not thinking about college, which sucks. Yeah. And, and most parents would be like, Oh, we don't have to think about it yet but also like you could set them up majorly if you kind of did think about it. Or like, you're my senior year of college, I want to be winning this or doing this. Okay, now let's backtrack, how yes, do we get yes. there? Set Not goals. like, this season I want you to score 10 yeah. goals. You know, it's like, yeah. make it a big, look at your career big long term and then work your way back and figure out what help you need to get there on the way, exactly. the right way, so that you're peaking where you want to peak. Just like in a workout or a workout program, figure mm -hmm. out where the peaks need to be. Mm -hmm. You need to work into them, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah. y'all, I appreciate you coming. Oh on yeah, the show. man, I appreciate it too. I feel like I just it's a great, awesome we episode. Nah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna talk about this stuff all day, oh, but man. it's great information. Especially coming off a conference, and I'm I like, know, right? my, my head's all in the <laughs> training mindset. <laughs> but I appreciate that. Hell yeah! Thanks for listening, footy fans. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts as well. Follow Thomas, please, on Instagram. If you guys need anything, you, you appreciate what he did, shoot him a DM on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Let him know that you appreciate what he did and what he talked about. Stay tuned for future shows coming out soon. Yeah, Talk man. to you soon, footy fans.